Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson along with Jimmy Stein, as always. Uh, intro. That's not the intro I've been doing, but you know what? I'm still learning this thing, guys, so bear with me. Jimmy, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. This is uh, this is the reason we do the show. It's the reason we 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 just love sports and football. This is LSU week. This is the whole – it's really the whole shooting match. I mean, this is it. This is This is the 2019 football season. You hate to – put it all on one game but but on the other hand that's why this is the best sport of all the sports because you literally can put it all on one game because the loser of this game isn't out but the loser of this game is uh i would call uh uh in intensive care very wounded maybe not mortally wounded very wounded and I think it would be safe to say Alabama is in more danger than LSU yes. if they were to lose, simply because, number one, it's at home. Number two, people would be like, oh, there goes Alabama again. And number three, because Alabama doesn't have any any uh, the resume that resume. LSU does. So, I, so certainly much more important. And the line has come out uh, here in the last several minutes. We're cutting this on Sunday. And um, – Alabama is a touchdown favorite, which around there, uh, they are a seven point favorite, which seems about right. Part of me thinks that's low. Part of me thinks that may be kind of high. So maybe it's exactly where it should be. Yeah, I think it's high because Vegas loves them some Bama, which means the public loves them some Bama. I mean, Vegas, Vegas doesn't play favorites. They're trying to, they're, they're in this for money. They're not, they're not in this because they have a favorite team. Uh, they, they're in a, they, they know they got to put the line at seven. To, to, to get money on both sides. And, you know, I, I, I think it's outrageous based on what we've seen so far this season. I, I, I say this, it'll rile up our, our, our fans, fans of the podcast, but, you know, with the committee rankings coming out this week in terms of eyeball test and resume, which is what, how I think you do the rankings in terms of who are the best teams, eyeball test and resume, uh, I, would, I would actually have Alabama third and uh, behind behind LSU and Ohio State, but uh, the beauty of it is, uh, you know, win the games. You get to play both and prove that wrong. And it's not a prediction of how the season's turning out. I'm not saying that, and I'm not saying Alabama's not as good as LSU or Ohio State. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, based on what we have seen through now ten weeks of college football, based on what we've seen, I would put Alabama third, uh, and and that's mostly because. Ohio State has, is beating teams by an average of four over 40 points per game. They are a complete team running the ball, throwing the ball, playing defense. I think they're a complete team, and they've played a tougher schedule than Alabama, or at least an equivalent schedule. LSU has played a tougher schedule than Alabama. Also looks fairly complete to me. Not quite as good on defense as they've been in the past. But but make no mistake, they got dudes over there on defense. They're they're not bad. They're 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 pretty good. So uh, yeah, I'd have Alabama third uh, in my rankings this week. And uh, man, am I excited and nervous and, and and about next week? It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, I think it's going to be huge. And of course, game day is going to be there, and a lot of the talk is going to center around um, who the guest picker will be. And I mean, there <sighs> I've talked to talked to some friends, and we've all had our ideas about who we'd love to see um you know there there's some there's some funny names out there i mean forrest gump aka tom hanks would be interesting 
Uh, I have no idea what it, how, how he feels about college football, though. Um, uh, I know he likes pro football. He does like he does. pro football? Yeah, I, okay. I know he does. I, I've seen him talk about uh, in interviews. Uh, I, I've seen him talk about pro football. He, he likes pro football. I remember watching a video of him meeting Andrew Luck by, by luck. He just happened to be in the same place as Andrew Luck, and Tom Hanks made a bigger deal over him than Andrew made of Tom Hanks. I mean, uh, it, but it, it was just clear watching that interaction. Tom Hanks knows football pretty well. He certainly knew who Andrew Luck was without an in- introduction. So, uh, yeah, Tom Hanks likes football. It'd be a good choice because of the, the, the Forrest Gump stuff. You know what it is, is everybody looks for Alabama connections when we try to guess the guest picker. And Tom Hanks' Alabama connection is the Forrest Gump movie. Uh, and, and that, that makes it interesting and everyone's going to guess Alabama connections, but the weird thing is, and I think it's the reason why this is in the news, uh, you know, AL.com had an old article this morning about who's going to be the guest picker. And, and I think it's because personally, when Alabama's had guest pickers in the past, they haven't had Alabama connections. And I think it's been frustrating to some fans when, when a, a relief pitcher that actually played at LSU is the guest picker one yeah. year and, and Marcus Luttrell, who was, uh, 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 you know, a Navy Navy SEAL uh, American war hero, uh, w- was the guest picker. Rick Ross was the guest picker, which is fine because he's, you know, in music and a pretty big deal. But 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 he was an Alabama guest picker. One time was Joe Namath, which which is definitely an Alabama connection. But we haven't had guest pickers in every instance that had an Alabama connection. And I think that's why our fans would like to see one. Uh, and with and whether you're talking about Tom Hanks or or, or people that went to Alabama like uh, Cela Ward and uh, what's that girl uh, uh, that was uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, she's I do. Big, um, she's a big Alabama with, fan. Starts M. with an M. Starts with an M. Yeah, Melissa. Um, Melissa. Melissa uh, yeah, it is Melissa. Shoot, I man. Mean, I mean, I know this. Whatever. I know that. Melissa matter. Joan Hart. Melissa Joan Hart. Melissa Joan Hart. There you go. And well, uh, yeah, she's thing. a big Alabama fan. And Lucas Black is a is a TV star, and he's a big Alabama fan. Channing Tatum, who was born in Coleman, I've seen in interviews, a couple of interviews. Uh, he says he likes Alabama. Uh, so, you know, uh, didn't and, and we had Jake Peavy as as a as a guest picker at an Alabama game. And again, he's from Alabama, but he's not necessarily an Alabama fan. In fact, he signed with Auburn uh, before. Uh, uh, not going to college and just going straight to the minor leagues, but we've had some weird guest pickers before. So when everybody makes the guess, Tom Hanks, Cela Ward, uh, Melissa Joan Hart, Lucas Black, well, well, the, the the college game day guys have gone in a completely different direction for most of these Alabama games. So so I think guessing might be futile. Well, I think the problem with Melissa Joan Hart is that most people would say, yeah, I know her, but what's her name? It's a starts with an M. It's <laughs> Melissa. And oh yeah, Joan Hart. I she's probably a little more famous. She's probably a little more famous a few years back, but she's still True. well known. She's she's still in those, I think she's in those Hallmark and Lifetime movies and stuff like that. Rumor has um, it. I, yeah, and, and Cela Ward kind of the same thing. I mean, you know, obviously Cela Ward was a cheerleader at Alabama. My daughter's name is Cela. Um so I think it'd be kind of cool. But um you know what has nothing to do with Cela Ward, by the way. It's just a, it's just a great. It's a grand name. It is a very nice name, but uh, so that's why I think Tom Hanks would be great. It also kind of works out because Tom Hanks, not only with the Forrest Gump connection, and if he does love at least love pro football, like you say, and it yeah. and it um, 
and let's say it's it, maybe it's a team that has a, a big Alabama player on it or something. That could be a connection. And he played Forrest Gump, and he's got the Mister Rogers movie coming out. So that kind of oh, wow. you know it kind of all tie, ties in um, and would be rather cool. And it would be super cool if he came out dressed as Forrest Gump and did it, which he I, would never do. But I yeah, think I, I would love that idea. Dig that. I, lo- I, so- um, I sort of yeah, I love that idea and sort of. So I sort I sort of crowed about that idea about a week ago. I, th- I thought that was really good. But hey, and I just remembered this about Tom Hanks. Uh, I know this is true. Uh, when Kenny Stabler died, Tom Hanks uh, tweeted directly at uh, Kenny's family and uh, said that he was a huge fan of uh, Kenny from his Oakland Raiders days and passed his condolences on. And I, I remember that distinctly being like, wow, it just shows how big Alabama football and our stars and, of course, how big a star kenny was that uh that maybe the biggest movie star in the world was moved to publicly uh thank uh you know the stabler family and and say how much he uh how much he he really uh was a fan of kenny of kenny when he was a quarterback of the raiders so yeah he's he's into it all right jimmy so this past weekend, anything from the games you want to bring up? I mean, you know, Tennessee beating up on UAB mildly shocked me. Um, Georgia's winning. The game wasn't necessarily a shock. I picked Florida to win. Um, I still think I still think that, that they probably had a lot of ways they could have won that game. It was not Dan Mullen's finest moment. Um, the t- clock management no. in, in that game and in the Auburn-Ole Miss game was absolutely perplexing from from both coaches on on all four teams. You know, all the coaches on all four teams. Yeah, so, true. The yeah. right team won. I mean, Georgia played better than Florida. I mean, Georgia was the better team on Saturday. I, I, I thought Georgia won the game by more than seven points, but uh, Georgia's mistakes kept Florida in it, and Florida's mistakes kept them from inexplicably winning it is kind of the way I looked at it, but – Neither neither team looked great. You know, here's here's a couple of takeaways for me. I thought Auburn, it's just one game, but I think if you look at where Auburn was when they were playing their best this season and what they were last night, I mean, Alabama, I, I've worried about that game at Auburn because of all the voodoo that happens to us over there in that place. I, that, that, that Auburn team I watched last night was was not worthy of fear uh, from a team as good as Alabama. Uh, I thought Auburn offensively is sort of a mess. And defensively, uh, while they're still good, uh, I would not call the defense I saw last night elite. Now, now I say that because their, their defense won the game and was beating up on a pretty bad offense at, at Ole Miss right now. It's very one-dimensional under Plumley, But I, I'm going to say Auburn did not look like a top-20 football team to me at all last night. No, I couldn't agree more. In fact, it was – you know, it was strange that Ole Miss was even in the game because you're right how how one one dimensional Ole Miss was. I mean they they literally could do not pass at all. When they passed, it was like um, it was like something. He sh- everybody had to have Tommy John surgery in the middle of a. <laughs> I mean, the, the the balls went directly into the dirt. I mean, you could have called intentional grounding, but even though there was somebody in the area, you kind of feel like this this pass is so bad it deserves a flag. Yeah, he I, threw a know, this, Plumley threw a couple balls. I was like, you can't tell me they don't have an offensive guard that can throw the ball better than that. I mean, oh, much better. You know, it was a couple that were just 
uh, Saban calls them, you know, rat, rat what does he call them? Rat, uh, rat, rat poison. Rat. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> uh, uh, Saban has a lot of. He has a lot of rat so analogies. Many, he has so many sayings I can't even remember. He's, he's gone rat trap. No, he, he said that before too. But uh, no, Plumlee is a great athlete, but he is an extremely marginal SEC quarterback, and and that that word is, is too kind. But heck of an athlete. He's playing the wrong position. Plumlee should not be a quarterback. He should be oh, no a wide receiver. Yeah. He's a wide receiver, and uh, where Georgia recruited him to be, uh, he's a wide receiver slash center fielder. Uh, because everything I hear is he's got a uh, pro baseball written all over him. But anywho, uh, Auburn, very average Georgia, North Florida look like a world beater. They're both good teams. No question. Uh, but I didn't think uh, even Georgia looked elite though. It was a reminder that, Hey, let's not count Georgia out. They, they've still got so many dudes. You can't count them out. So let's not do that. But uh, they did not look, you know, like I said earlier in the show, uh, LSU and Ohio State, to me, consistently have looked like the two best, most complete teams I've seen through the first, uh, you know, the first 10 weeks with Alabama knocking on the door. And, and of course, Alabama's handed a uh, golden opportunity to not knock on the door, but kick it down Saturday. And uh, let's get to that. Let's get to Alabama and LSU, the, the matchup of the year, the game of the century. Yeah, the game of the century part too, I guess. And it will be that big. It'll be that hyped. I don't think obviously it'll be nine to six again. Um, really excited about it, but it, this is the first time in a long time, including national championship games of late college football playoff games. I've been kind of nervous. I mean, I can, cause I can easily see LSU winning this game. And yes. um, I have not said that about a lot of teams recently, even the game against Clemson, you know, I, it wasn't like I was shocked Clemson won because I knew how good their defense was. But uh, I, I was, I just wasn't worried about it. I was, it was one of those things where I was like, "Hey, we, you know, we're we're in the middle of this, and this shows no signs of slowing down." Losing this game to LSU again, at home, um, and I know what I say again, meaning you know, at AKA 2011 on this kind of stage at home will again. Uh, perpetuate the narrative that the dynasty is over. And I just, I get so tired of that. I, I dread hearing it, but if we were to lose this game, that's going to happen. And it's not just, a, I sent a tweet out to our little group and I, or a text and I got a little, uh, I got a little overzealous because I said, think about all the things that are on the line here. Not, it's just a, it, you can call it a one versus one if you want to, because I guess Alabama will be one in the coaches poll probably still. But so it could be number one versus number one or number one versus number two, whatever you want to say. It'll be, you know, college game day will be there. It, it a 31-game home winning streak in Tuscaloosa right now, which is the longest they've ever had when you uh, consider that Alabama, it, it, there was a 57-game streak, but home winning streak, but some of those were in Birmingham and there was some losses in between or something like that. So you got that going for it. You got, and then I said you've got Saban versus his assistants, and I, I mean, for years right. I thought Eddie O was on Nick's staff at LSU at one time, and he wasn't. He was not. Why did I think that? He just seems like he would be because it, Ed run seems like why he, he he should have been at LSU as a freshman football player, and I don't think he was. He he should have been a freshman football player at LSU and never left the place. That's that's what it feels like. 
That's yeah. what the movie script, you know, if you're writing the movie script, that's how you write it. Cause it feels that way. Like he is, he is as much of LSU as Mike, the tiger. I mean, it's Mike, the tiger and Ed Orgeron forever and ever at LSU. So that's what it feels like, but no, Ed and uh, Nick's paths have not crossed as a, uh, as coaches. Well, that, that is true because I think Ed Orgeron would coach at LSU for a small bowl of gumbo and a pack of oyster crackers. I mean, there's no <laughs> doubt in my mind. And if, if Mike the tiger were hungry, Ed Orgeron would cut off a layer of his own stomach and feed it to him just to satiate the beast. I mean, that's how much he loves at university, which I dig. Um, I really do. But, uh, Man, if, if Orgeron wins this thing, and then not to mention just the recruiting battles at stake. Um, and, Jimmy, one thing that, you know, I talked about that little nugget I dropped on you uh, last week where I said Alabama and Florida are tied with SEC championship game appearances. Well, Florida is probably, I mean, there's a 99% chance they're not going this year. So if Alabama goes, we take the lead over by ourselves. But if we lose this game against LSU, we ain't going. So there's that. There's also, uh, you know, much less important than the outcome of the game, but still important in the landscape of college football, uh, this little Heisman battle thing that's going on. And while I see on ESPN's poll right now, they have Burrow one, Jalen two, Chase Young three, two of four. And I have to think that that it's two uh, uh, not putting up numbers, not playing really uh, in the in the last game and a half that has made him stumble through no fault of his own, much like when he hurt his ankle last year against Georgia. Uh, I have no doubt this is true. Uh, you can, you can have an interesting debate as to who's number one in the Heisman race right now. You can have an interesting debate, but I'll tell you what's not a debate. If LSU beats Alabama and the reason is because Joe Burrow was fantastic against Alabama, you can go ahead and start inscribing his name on the trophy. Likewise, if Alabama beats LSU and Tua Tungovaloa is fantastic and clearly outplays Burrow, then you can start inscribing Tua's name on that thing. I really believe that whichever quarterback, if they win and play great, will have almost an insurmountable lead. I think this game might produce a clear leader uh, in the Heisman Derby. No, I, I'm, that's the other thing I put on there that I forgot to mention, you know, that little thing. And also there's, you know, college football playoff jockeying for position. But, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that if uh, that if either one of these quarterbacks has a magnificent game and their team wins, um, then, yeah, they become – in fact, you can just about yeah. write it down. It's, it's over, I would say, because Chase Young would have to have like six sacks against Penn State to – to, to even be in the conversation. And I love Chase Young. I've, I've bragged too. about I bragged about Chase Young on Twitter even before the season started, really. I've been on the Chase Young bandwagon for quite some time. And and certainly and, and I'm not saying Chase Young isn't deserving of Heisman consideration and heck send him to New York. But in my opinion, Chase Young is only gonna win that award if Tua Burrow and Jalen Hurts all just falter down the stretch. Correct. I think it's gonna take those guys losing the Heisman trophy. And then at the end, the writers are like, well, hell, let's just give it to Chase Young. Uh, I, I think with great performances by Tua, Jalen, or, or Burrow, Chase Young has no chance. Now, Chase Young might beat out Justin Fields and J.K. Dobbins just because the Ohio State vote, 
you know, is going to be split in so many ways, but, uh, but, but, but he's not going to lose it. Uh, he's not going to beat a, a deserving Tua Burrow or Jalen in my, my opinion. Is there any other player that you've heard about that's that's been injured for Alabama that has a chance to be back for this game potentially and and contribute in any way? No, no. Now we've had players banged up and they haven't missed time. You know, Evan Neal's banged up. I'm worried I mean, about him. Maiden's banged up, but you're I mean, talking I mean about LeBron like, Ray or something. You're talking about LeBron Ray. LeBron Ray. No, yeah. not no, not to my knowledge, and not anything I hear whispered on the inside. And I'll say this about. You know, I know I probably pissed off a lot of our fans when I said I'd rank us third. You know, I'm about to go over some names here, but how would you feel about this LSU game this Saturday? Let, let, let's let's go back in time and pretend that that playing for Alabama this Saturday is – I'll just throw out a few names. Miller Forstall, LeBron Ray, Trey Sanders, Dylan Moses, Dylan Moses. These are the guys that Alabama has lost – that, that, that are supposed to be on the field. If Alabama doesn't win, I'm not calling it an excuse. I'm not saying anything's an excuse. If LSU whoops us Saturday, then they, they 100% deserve the win, and it's not cheap or anything like that. It's just that, as Bear Bryant famously said, if you want to win a championship, you have to have some injury luck. And, and when you go through that list of names that could be out there, Sanders, Forrestal, LeBron Ray, Dylan Moses, there are other names too, but just going through Josh, those Josh names, McMillan, Josh McMillan, who would be playing a, know, a critical leadership role in this team. Did you for just for for effect just say Dylan Moses back to back in I when you first listening? I did. I was going to say it three <laughs> times because because I, I think Dylan was 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 yeah. the two of the defense. We've talked about it many 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 times. Lewin, losing Dylan Moses was an immeasurable blow. And, and and I've got and I know I know fans of other schools will attack me on Twitter or call it an excuse, you know, making excuses. Everybody has injuries. That's true, and I'm not making an excuse. I'm just stating a fact. I mean, Dylan Moses was going to be Alabama's best defensive football player and and, and the leader in the middle. And uh, and and if Alabama ends up short, whether it's Saturday to LSU or in the playoff, you know, the first thing I'm going to say is. Gosh, I wonder what the season might have looked like with Dylan Moses. And maybe I'll say yeah. that sentence twice, just like I did today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wondered. I was like, does he – boy, is this early he onset Alzheimer's? Because is he, he just, stroke again? <laughs> he I mean, again? he literally – you said it, and you had a different inflection on it the second I time. Did, as if because to say, I'm like, emphasize Dylan at, Moses. But as if it's more important that – that oh my God, we're missing Dylan Moses, and Dylan Moses too. <laughs> it gets back to a July. I think it was Aaron Suttles in the Athletic <laughs> wrote a great piece this July that said, you know, two is a given, but what's the next Alabama player that can't be lost beyond yeah. Tua? And his answer was Dylan Moses. And and then we had this great discussion on Crimson Country Club, the website that that Luke and I work for and blog on and discuss all things Bama when we're not podcasting. So check out Crimson Country Club if. If you if you like the message board uh, format, but uh, Luke, Luke and I, we, I mean, we had a big discussion about this, and and so rarely can you come to a consensus when you're talking about you know several dozen you know a couple hundred Alabama fans, but it was like a consensus. We can't lose Dylan. Yeah. And then then fast forward one month, and we lost Dylan Moses, and and you know and and again so far kudos to Nick and the staff and the kids of 
played fantastic, and and we may beat LSU Saturday. We may win the playoff. That that's all in front of us. But uh, but gosh, what a what a blow that was, and we're still feeling it today. Well, I think what's even funnier now is who was the guy that sang uh, "Doing the Butt"? Was that uh Clarence Carter? He's Dylan Moses now. Clarence Carter, Clarence Carter, Dylan Moses, Dylan Moses. I like it. Uh, I, I dig it. <laughs> Hey, we've also uh, lost through discipline, discipline and not injuries, but uh, we'd really be using the Yabi and Noma and Kedrick, uh, Kedrick, you know, Kedrick Jones, Kedrick. Yeah, right. Kedrick, what was this? How did we already forget him? <laughs> Kedrick he, James. What, was he in Kedrick the car James. with? Was he in the car with Melissa Joan Hart? <laughs> <laughs> we eventually remembered her name. That's pretty good, considering. Uh, honestly, no shot at her the show, but I honestly, never watched one episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I never watched. That was just not. It was just not my thing, even when it was on. So I've never seen it. I don't think I've ever seen her in a movie. I just know she's a movie star and a TV star and an Alabama fan. So uh, I don't think I don't think we could be faulted for not having her name just right at the right at the, the tip of our tongue. Although I feel more shame in not remembering our tight end, Kedrick, Kedrick James, who was at least on the team for, for two or three years somewhat when he wasn't suspended. Speaking of on the tip of your tongue, Jimmy, with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. If Alabama loses the game... Oh, yeah, it was fat. great segue. And I say, if Alabama loses that game Saturday, I'm calling the good people at Roman, and I'm just going to have to order like a three-year supply. <laughs> and Kelly's going to call immediately back and say, cancel all that. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's wife, for those who don't know. And she's going to, yeah, she'll have the, the divorce the, the, the divorce lawyer <laughs> on speed dial. Um, okay. Like, oh, I, listen. Like, oh, no, he didn't. Speed. <laughs> Speaking of apropos of nothing, um, okay, this I'm doing a high school scoreboard show for the AHSA on on Friday nights, and while I'm doing it, I love to check Twitter because when you're checking Twitter, you can find out things that aren't necessarily in the score of uh, the uh, of some of the other like AL.com just puts the scores out. You might be able to find out a a, a fascinating you know like Jalen White, the kid from. Uh, Daleville this year is just leading the country and rushing. And I mean, he had this week, I don't even know if they played this week, but he had like 400 something yards rushing two weeks ago on nine carries. I mean, something ridiculous. But so as I was perusing Twitter, I I came across a tweet and apparently this is something that really happened that um, some group that is all about um, inclusiveness and maybe uh, very left of center, they, contacted the ad at Ole Miss and then they about a question and then they tweeted out that uh and I'm going to try and find it here uh they said they had very good news that uh it is we have confirmed with the ad that uh, that Tony the Landshark is in fact yes. gender neutral and non-binary now <laughs> You know, look, I'm all for everybody do it. You know, I'm all for everything. You know, I'm, I'm like, hey, everybody do your own thing. But when we get to a world where we actually have folks that are worried about Tony the Landshark, who is the mascot at the University of Mississippi for some reason, for some, at, for is, some reason. Is, is gender neutral and non-binary, I think we've reached 
the tipping point of sanity. I, I, it just made me laugh for some reason. I, I just thought, you know, that it, I guess we've never really asked is big Al, is it short well, for Albert or is it short for Alice? I've, I've never, I, never asked. I, I, I think B B Al is definitely a male name. I don't, I've never met a, a female named Al. If there is a female named Al, nice to meet you, Al. But, uh, <laughs> I, you have I'm, just pissed off one woman somewhere. Some woman is very angry. But uh, I, I, and I think at uh, I can't remember what event or what a big thing, but it seemed like I remember having a female elephant mascot uh, that sort of joined Big Al in a Mickey and Minnie type way at some games or events before. I think there's been a Big Alice, uh, basically at uh at, at an Alabama event or something. So I think Big Al is conclusively male. Now that said. Uh, I'm sort of a mascot fan. They can, they can, I, I can, I can be moved to laugh at some mascot antics. Uh, and I think Big Al's a, a solid one, but my gosh, uh, I have never wondered about that. I mean, wh what the hell is the gender of the, that thing in Philadelphia? The, well, the, that's, the, that's a great question. Well, here's the other the thing. What the hell is that? And, and, Are, and I don't even want to know. I don't even want what? to know if that's male or female. Frankly, we're all better off if it, if it can't, if it can't procreate was it ever an issue here's the other thing it's sort of like finding out scooby-doo is a libertarian and shaggy is agnostic i mean do we really give a shit i mean <laughs> you know, did they yeah. did they catch the old man and was he mad at the meddling kids okay <laughs> let's move on i mean this but that, that, yeah, I, it, I it's mean, crazy that it's a, it's crazy that it's a thing but i think we should all just decide to you know just laugh just laugh. Who, who cares? Just laugh. Well, that's what it does not make me mad. I'm kind of glad it happened because it is funny because I was thinking, you know, well, if you're going to go that far with it, how would you like being an old Miss fan who was actually bitten by a shark? <laughs> Wouldn't you have a better case for like, hey, guys, um, I think we need to change this mascot too. Ole Miss is eventually just going to have a glob of gray silly putty on the sidelines. Of <laughs> a rock. Wearing a pet rock. Because, you know, they did. I mean, look, the Colonel Reb thing. Look, this is why okay. they're doing it all. They're trying to distance themselves. They're trying to distance themselves <laughs> from the fact that they used to have a plantation owner. That's they were exactly called the rebels right. with the plantation owner running up and down the sidelines. So now they got to confuse everybody by saying, no, we're sharks. We're bear. We're bears. <laughs> well, that's what it was. Owners. It was bears. It was bears. And now it's sharks. And you're like, it, it takes me back to high school. I went to a, a private high school here in Birmingham and we weren't a big school at all. I graduated with class of 49. I graduated 42nd out of 49. And I think the 49th one died. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, so we didn't have a mascot and we were called Indian Springs. And every time we'd go play somewhere, uh, I played on the basketball team. Like they, you know, you'd have these little small announcing for the tournament. They'd say now for the Indian Springs. And like, they'd put the microphone down and go Indians. Like, I don't know. I mean, what, that makes sense. Right. And so our, one of our, one of the younger guys in our class just started yelling out every time we played, let's go sharks. Because he was like, what's the one mascot that would be furthest away from Birmingham? Yeah. That, that yeah, you can that say has no sense. The Birmingham no sharks. The Birmingham like sharks. You can makes like no even sense, a kangaroo. Which is perfect. 
there's a there's a <laughs> kangaroo at the zoo. You know what I mean? You can't you can't get further away from something that would belong in Birmingham with literally very little water and and say it's it's a shark. So when this this land shark thing sort of hit home with me, and now to find out he is trans, he is yep. non-binary. Non- which I, frankly, I'm going to be not, honest. I didn't know that. I'm not real sure what that means. I don't know what it means either. And frankly, I'm not going to Google for fear there might be pictures. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing. I'm scared if I Google it, I'll immediately be on some kind of FBI watch list. <laughs> so I'm not doing that. You'll get letters from some angry, angry people on Twitter. We saw what you Googled. <laughs> we know who we know. We know who you are. I'll probably knowing my luck. I'll get a letter from like the. Uh, gender neutral non-binary shark organization <laughs> of America, <laughs> whatever whatever that is. But can you? I mean, like it is. I'm glad. Again, I'm glad it happened because I think funny things like this help make people get through their day. But at at some point, somewhere, somebody brought up, "Hey, I wonder, y'all think what's, what's Tony the land shark that's a a mythical made up person in a costume." creature down on the sideline of a game where we're playing Vanderbilt at home. Do y'all think y'all think he's uh gender neutral or not? <laughs> That's what goes on at Ole Miss football games. When you get an email from a group that says we need we need an official proclamation officially from your <laughs> athletic department as to whether your mascot is male, female, or non-binary, and we need you to take an official stance on this. Why isn't the answer no, you don't. Have a good day. No, you. Should, I mean, it why do you have to okay. wade into it? But it could have been funnier, and and you can't do this. You can't possibly do this. But it would have been kind of funny if he had replied back. Nope, I'm very sorry. Uh, Tony the Land Shark is a misogynistic domestic violence offender. He's <laughs> <I'm> not he's <laughs> he's 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 overcome addiction, but he's he's back on him now. I mean, you know, just all this other stuff. I mean, just you know. I mean, he's, he's, he's a dangerous, dangerous guy. You know, he's, uh, so I don't know. Anyway, that's, that's going to do it. Yeah. Hey, well, we, oh, it. and, uh, we, we'll, we'll have the biggest prediction show ever. I, I think Friday are, I mean, obviously we're going to predict, you know, all, all the other action, including the big, the big battle between the golden gophers and the Nittany lions and boy, in a battle of mascots, is anyone oh, picking the gopher? Who's picking the gopher? The other team's got lions, man. So yeah, but let me, let me tell you what that lion can't do: dig. You know, and in the Marvel universe, there's something called the Morloids, and like they can they dig holes and stuff. And like the in the old man Logan book about like setting the future, a dystopian future with Wolverine getting old and whatever. Um, like the Moloids were pretty big deal. So if gophers gophers would be one of those things like. I think that they, if we had a Holocaust, nuclear Holocaust of some description, like the, the, the gophers might be all right. <laughs> hey, and uh, I'd like to see a Nittany lion make me laugh like the gopher did in Caddyshack. <laughs> well, that's, that's a damn good point. There wasn't that a hilarious a really dancing mount lion coming out of, you know, that was, uh, that was driving Carl Spackler to distraction on Caddyshack. I don't yeah, but remember was, Bill Murray's fictional name, and I can't remember Melissa Joan Hart's real name. Not to mention Kedrick James, our uh, our tight end <laughs> that was on the team all the way up until like you know August. Was the Gopher gender neutral? I wasn't looking, man. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't look. 
Maybe next, he was, he maybe was next so binary. He was. <laughs> he was so binary. He was trinary. <laughs> he was trying everything. <laughs> maybe I'll know. <laughs> now he did look like that kind of gopher. He did look like that kind of gopher. Oh God. All right. I, I, I just, I had to vent on that somewhere. Nobody seems to get as much of a kick out of that as I did. Hey, but... Is Grant Delpit playing? People might want to know that. Do we know that? Is Grant that's Delpit a game, game time decision like Tua? Although we know that's Tua's what... playing. Let's be honest. Oh, we Tua's know Tua's playing. Tua's playing. I mean, that's not Tua. even really a thing. I mean, the question is, is, is Tua going to be a hundred percent? And, and uh, I think that's, that's fantasy land stuff. There's no way that 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 yeah. Tua's hundred percent, but but that that does not mean that Tua won't be well enough to play great. I mean, it, Tua at eighty percent might play a great game. I mean, it, so I think really it's just about how he is he well enough to play well. I think the answer to that is uh yeah yeah it looks like it. All right, buddy. We'll talk more about this game and a lot of Can't other wait. stuff uh, starting tomorrow. So roll Can't tight, wait. everybody. Roll tight.